Do you ever catch yourself wishing you didn't have to stay positive? Or maybe you've been working on keeping a positive mindset for years, but it still feels like a daily battle sometimes. Having a chronic illness means you're being told to stay positive all the time. And let's be honest, it's exhausting. Because pushing ourselves to stay positive is not actually positive. There's a much easier way to get a strong, positive mindset and all of the feel-good perks that come with it without the pressure of looking on the bright side. Check out my free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset. In it, I give the straight scoop on strategies that work and common strategies that are a waste of time and energy. Go to andreahansencoaching.com now or use the link in this podcast description and get your free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset, today. You are listening to The Health Mindset Podcast, Episode 12. Welcome to the Health Mindset Podcast, where your mindset gets results. You know you want better health. You know you want to take action. Learn how to stop sabotaging your progress so you can achieve the level of health you've always wanted for your life. Now, here's your host, Master Certified Coach and Author, Andrea Hansen. Welcome to the podcast. As always, I am so glad to have you. Today, we're talking about how to get a killer manifesting mindset. As you know, the health mindset is all about creating the health that you want by redesigning your mind. Your mindset is key to healing your body, which means losing weight. It means living a happy life. And it's the key to coming out ahead when you're faced with any kind of diagnosis. Our mindset is everything (laughs) in a word. It's everything. When we don't have a health mindset, we find ourselves on autopilot. We find ourselves just going through with the habits that don't really serve us and certainly aren't going to give us what we want in the future. We're realizing that we just ate something that we swore we wouldn't eat, right? We decide that there's something more important than getting a workout, like watching a marathon on TV. Not having a health mindset means we don't change, don't lose weight, don't get healthy. We need to purposefully create that health mindset to heal our bodies in a way that lasts long into our golden years, because that's what this is all about. This isn't about flash in the pan, losing weight. This is about healing our bodies for real and for good and knowing how to keep them really highly tuned. We can up our game even more with a little bit of practice and the right tools. So today, what I'm talking about is how to have a killer mindset so that you can move very quickly from wanting something to actually having it. Look, we can dial back our goals because we feel like they're too big. We can have these amazing goals, but then feel uncomfortable because we think, well, we can't have that. How am I gonna do that? That's not gonna work. We can get shy and we can worry that it's not gonna happen and then Thinking that it's not going to happen creates this cloud over everything we do towards getting our goals. Today, I'm going to give you three ways that you can up your game so that your mindset supports you in these big goals. So your mindset supports you all the way to the biggest, biggest goal that you can think of. Because again, your mindset is everything. It determines how you feel about your goal. It determines what you do to get your goal. 
And it certainly determines whether or not you believe your goal is possible, which is, I would think, the number one essential thing. (laughs) Why do it if you don't believe it's going to happen? At the end of this podcast, I'm going to tell you how to choose the best tool for you, because I'm going to give you three really powerful tools and start using it immediately. I've been my own guinea pig for everything (laughs) that I teach. I use different tools, I see what works, and then I teach it. This is true, especially when it comes to the tools that I use for stress release, the tools I use for manifesting what I want, and the tools for changing my mindset. Through practice, I've collected quite a few methods that have worked because I've been at this for quite a long time. But I found that having a lot of techniques for healing your body is kind of like having a closet full of clothes. Like there's a lot of different styles. There's a lot of different colors. Some clothes only get worn in a certain season. Some get pushed to the back of the closet. You know you have a ton of clothes. <laughs> Just pushed to the back of the closet. Some fit for a little bit and then no longer work for you. Then there are those core items, right? There's jeans, those t-shirts, those just shoes that you love and you probably wear like 90% of the time. (laughs) They're your staple clothes, the go-tos that you wear all the time. That's how I look at the techniques that I use for weight loss and attracting great health. I read a ton. I love researching. I research all the time. I have a lot of tools that work or have worked for a minute or two, which is awesome as well. But I have those core tools that I use just about every day. And I'm going to share a few of those with you today because sometimes we just need that little tip that really works that's going to change our whole day around. Creating a killer manifesting mindset is <laughs> its really my idea of fun. And I should have given you the nerd alert <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast because, yes, I love trying out new ideas. I love seeing what works. I love hearing about new things to try because when I find that gem, it's a, a freaking game changer. So I'm going to give you just a short and sweet list. I don't want to overload you with too much stuff. I'm going to give you three powerful tools that can help you create a super powerful health mindset. So let's just dive in with number one. The first tool is live from being, not from wanting. This is actually one of my favorites. I was just writing about this in a in a letter to my people. When you want something to happen, I don't know about you, but I go into what I call wish mode. I wish, I wish I could just lose 10 pounds by this date. I wish I could just fit into this dress. I wish I could just stop having these digestive issues, or I wish I could eat avocados without gaining 10 pounds, whatever it is, right? There's a lot of wishes that we have. But the problem with wishing and wanting something to happen is that we get hung up on wanting it, not on having it. Wanting something means that that's going to come to you in the future. Having something means that you have it right now. So I don't know about you, but I want to lose weight right now. I don't necessarily want to lose weight in the future at some point, but this is where a lot of people get hung up. It is so much easier to think about hitting your goal, especially if it's a big, scary goal. It's so much easier to think about hitting it in the future because the responsibility of making the changes that need to be changed in order order for it to happen is on some future version of yourself. Remember, Our ego doesn't want change. That's not what our ego does. And it's not psyched about it when we want to go change. 
we're actually working against part of our brains when we're doing this, which is why it's so easy to say, oh, we'll just do it in the future. I don't have to do it now because that's going to be uncomfortable now. But this focus on one, on what we want to happen in the future isn't really great for creating change now. You're always pushing something to the future. It's like the end of the rainbow. In order to create change now, we have to live it now. And a big part of creating change now is to live from being the change instead of wanting the change. So remember the placebo effect. Talked about this. Everybody knows about this. It's where someone takes a pill and they believe that they are taking medication and they believe that their body is healing because of that medication. Now, of course, it's called the placebo effect because what they're actually taking is a sugar pill, but they don't know that. These people aren't thinking that the medication would heal them in the future. That's not where they are. These people are focused on the pill that they just took that is in their body making change in real time. So the placebo effect works in part because people are actively thinking, my body is healing, not my body will heal in the future. So practice this by putting yourself in the shoes of who you will be when your goal is happening. So for example, instead of I want to lose weight, it's I am losing weight. Instead of I want to be able to say no, it's I am able to say no. Instead of I wish I had time, it's I do have time. When you're living in the moment as someone accomplishing what you want, your whole perspective changes. You feel like someone having success. You think from the brain of someone having success. Do you think the successful you who's losing weight takes, I'm too busy to pay attention to me as an excuse? No. Is the person actively losing weight saying yes to eating foods that they know aren't good for them? No, they're not. Put yourself in the shoes of the you that is actively accomplishing what you want. And what you has happening is a few things when you do this. It changes your mindset because accomplishing and wanting to accomplish are two different mindsets and it attracts more accomplishment, right? When you live as someone who wants weight loss in the future, you are attracting weight loss in the future. When you live as someone who is experiencing weight loss right now, you attract weight loss now. Second tool, setting intentions. Living intentionally helps you turn off that autopilot. That autopilot is just letting yourself run without being awake, without being aware of what you're doing. And what happens when we let ourselves run on autopilot is we have all of these habits that we've created, some good, some bad. And autopilot lets all those habits just take over, right? When we're on autopilot, it's almost like we're living as a shadow of ourselves because we're just not aware. And we revert back to those bad habits, And the thinking that has got us where we are right now is one of those bad habits because we don't want to be where we are right now, right? We want to be more evolved. We want to be at that next level, wherever our goal is, whatever that level is. When we revert back to old habits, we do things like eating out of convenience or eating because we want to take a step back from what's happening in our lives. Maybe we just don't want to fully feel everything. And Eating, especially overeating, absolutely dampens how we're feeling. Changes don't happen when we're in autopilot mode. The results that we want won't happen. We need to wake ourselves up. 
We need to pay attention, live consciously, and soak in every last drop of our daily existence. That takes courage. But an easy way to live consciously is to set intentions. Intentions can be set whenever you want. Morning, they can be set before you have a conversation with somebody. They can be set before you decide what to eat. Living intentionally is a practice that can be done anywhere. And you know I love those tools that you can just do anywhere. (laughs) They're so convenient. You can practice it while you're writing an email and driving to the gym. and, And you can see the benefits later when you're eating intentionally and making choices in line with your goals. So don't You don't have to practice around food or around weight loss to practice living intentionally, which is kind of cool. I love to do it before, like before I do a workshop or before I give a talk, I will set the intention of what I want to get to, uh, uh, what I want to get and what I want the audience to get. I'll do it before I have a conversation, especially if I think it's going to be maybe a prickly conversation. I'll set the intention of the point that I want to get across and how I want the resolution of the conversation to be. I'll ask, what is my intention here? What outcome do I want? Very simple questions. What we practice will always bleed into other areas of our lives. So like I said, if you're practicing that, just even before you're writing an email to a coworker, practice those questions. So those questions are top of mind. Then you can apply them more easily to something that has to do with your health. The third tool is ask why. Why is one of the best questions around? It really is. It's simple and it's so freaking powerful. So much can be learned because we rarely go into details of what we think, right? Again, there's a part of our brain that it's unnatural to go into details because once you start going into details, you can really start to dissect what's true, what's not true. And when you start to dissect what you're believing and realizing some of it's not so true, what happens? You change. So again, that's not necessarily a natural part or a natural place for part of our brain to go because part of our brain just doesn't want change, but that's okay. There's a much higher part of our brain that can take over the job. So we can get around this because we need to go into more detail if we want to improve our mindset. We've got to challenge everything, challenge every single thought. Remember, we have tens of thousands of thoughts that roll through our brain every single day. Some of them aren't true. Some of them are holding you back. Some of them are on autopilot and you don't even realize that you're believing them and it's dictating how you feel and it's dictating how you act to get to your goal. So we have to challenge everything. And the best way to do this is by simply asking why. When we ask why, we learn that the thoughts that we have believed for a really, really long time aren't necessarily true. Remember, again, thoughts are not who we are. A lot of them are on autopilot because we've believed them since our third grade teacher said that we talked too much, (laughs) right? We must weed out the thoughts that aren't true because believing them goes against your health mindset. So think about if you're talking to a small child, a toddler, you can say something that you think is pretty normal, like the man is going up the escalator. That seems like a pretty, pretty complete thought to you. And you probably wouldn't think anything of it except a little kid. What is the little kid going to immediately say? Why? He wants to get to the second floor. And then what's the kid going to say? Why? Well, I guess he wants to go to a store that's on the second floor. Why? 
I guess he wants pants. Why? Maybe he wants a different color. Why? Do you see how it drills down? So you can have this thought, like the man's going up the escalator, and you can think that's the end of the story. But the the story is not that he's going up the escalator. The story is that he wants a different color pants. The story is that he is in need of pants. You can do the same thing with yourself. And it's amazing because you can think the story is, I'm eating this because it tastes good. But that's not the end of the story. Why does it taste good to you? Well, because I like something sweet. Why are you wanting something sweet right now? I want to give myself something nice and I know I like something sweet, so it's like a little gift. Why is giving yourself something sweet a gift? I guess it's because it's something that I want. Why do you have to give yourself something that you want? Well, I feel like I deserve it. Why do you feel like you deserve it? I've had a rough day today and I just want something nice. I just want something sweet. That's your answer. You're not eating something because it tastes good. You're eating something because you've had a hard day and you feel like you deserve something sweet. It's a totally different world when you know that why you're doing something is so much deeper than what you're getting on the surface. And this is such a game changer for your mindset because you're in a totally different position when you realize that you're eating something because you had a bad day. That you can work with. Eating something because it tastes good, you can't really work with that. That's almost like a dismissive thought, like, all right, go away. It tastes good. I'm fine. You want to ask yourself why, because you want to drill down to what it is that you're believing, that thought below those surface, I call those surface thoughts. I'm eating because it tastes good. I just want to. I don't have time. Those are all just those surface easy thoughts that you can believe and move on with. When you start asking why, you drill down to the real belief which is, I don't want to make time. I'm scared of what would happen if I made time. I had a bad day and I think eating will make me feel better. It's a whole different level of working with your mindset. And when you start shifting your mindset from the detailed part of it, it's a much bigger shift and it can stick with you much longer. Here's the bottom line. Making changes can be daunting We're unsure if we're being too nice or not doing enough. We can have trouble sticking with big changes and then be mean to ourselves for not doing it. Then after months of doing that, we can get super discouraged when the scale doesn't change and we're still wearing the same clothes we did six months ago. Lasting change happens because you're fulfilling one of your own needs. You're doing it for a reason that's meaningful to you. Now, that sounds really simple, but so many people change because someone else tells them to or someone else recommends something. Like I get this all the time from very well-meaning people, but like new diets sent to me because, oh, someone with MS did this and it really helped them. That would be if I went on one of those diets, that would be me changing because someone else said, hey, I've heard this works. So go, you know, eat potatoes forever. (laughs) But here's the thing, making small personally meaningful changes makes all the difference. You're invested in yourself. I know you are because you're here and you're listening to this every week. So take inventory of your health. What do you need? 
Do you need help with consistency? Do you need help with direction? Do you need help with feeling discouraged? Start there. Start with what it is that you need and start with a small change. Because one small meaningful change that really works packs a huge punch. These simple tools that I just gave you are a small way to start redesigning your mindset so that you can feel better and you can live that long, healthy life at your natural weight. But don't get overwhelmed. Doing everything at once may actually slow you down. Pick one of the ways that I showed you today to help you tackle your biggest need. Do you have trouble staying consistent when you want to make a new change? For example, deciding to cut out a certain food or deciding to start an exercise program or start going to the gym. If consistency is what you feel like your biggest need is, then practice living from being somebody who is consistent rather than someone who wants to be consistent or practice setting an intention to be consistent. And you can set that intention every single day. Do you feel like you have overall good intentions for eating well, but then get derailed by lunchtime? <laughs> or, or do you feel a little bit scattered with your plans to lose weight? Like you're just trying everything and seeing what works. And maybe you're trying something pretty, you know, for just a little bit of time. And then you're always changing your plans. Set intentions for how you want to live that day or even that hour or that meal. The time period might be a lot shorter. Right? You may need to go moment to moment for a while with reminding yourself of your intentions. This will help you reset yourself. It will help you come back to that home plate, if you will, of knowing what it is you want to accomplish. And this will help you calm down a little bit from being so scattered all the time and trying different things. Because the reason why we switch plans all the time, I get it, I do it all the time. The reasons why we, we switch plans so much is because we don't quite know what we want and we, we are a little bit afraid that we're not gonna get it either. So keep bringing yourself back home. Keep setting those intentions. Maybe you find that you're being a little hard on yourself. Maybe you're not letting go of the fact that you had pizza this weekend. Or you're, building, you're being that drill sergeant about working out and setting tough deadlines for your progress and tracking your statistics. You may want to practice asking why you're being so hard on yourself. Find those thoughts that say you have to be a drill sergeant and weed them out. Ask why. I have to cut out dairy this week. Let's just say. Why? Keep asking why. See what your intentions are and see how it makes you feel. If you're asking yourself why and you start feeling really icky, you want to keep going because there's something there that is throwing you off. And when it's throwing you off, it means you're throwing off your mindset. So just pick one tool this week. Just pick one and try it out. It may feel like you're not doing enough because you're just doing one tool, but I promise you are. And if you're still thinking like, am I doing enough? Go back to podcast 11 because I actually help you answer that actual question of, am I doing enough? Pick one tool this week, one new tool, and do it honestly and see how it works for you. If you like the tools in this podcast, get more information on implementing them and how I can help. Go to the show notes at andreahansencoaching.com slash HMP012. And hey, while you're there, don't forget to give this podcast a review. The link is in the show notes and it's really easy. Thank you for listening. 
Stay tuned for more good stuff on how you can stop striving and start achieving your healthy, beautiful life. Until next time, take care.